Welcome back, everybody, to the Excellent Podcast. This is the show where we sit down and watch every single episode of Regular Show and give you a breakdown. I'm your co-host, Jason. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Josh. Haha. <laughs> 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 that, that was I... really good. As soon as you said the first, like, two things, or two hellos, I'm like, I know what this is. <laughs> I didn't even tell you what it was. I just said, like, I, I have something planned for the intro, and I'm gonna just that go was, for it. That was so good. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. So yeah, obviously today we will be watching Season 3, Episode 37, Fuzzy Dice. If you've seen this episode, you obviously know why I just did that intro. I was gonna ask, when did this episode come out, actually? I'm curious now. Uh, it looks like this episode came out... Hold on, let me look it up. Fuzzy Dice regular show release date. This episode came out on August 20th, 2012, and the first FNAF game didn't come out until, I want to say, 2014. Yeah, I looked it up just now. August 8th, 2014. We've talked about FNAF before. Actually, the FNAF movie will be coming out, and I'm not sure how exactly this is going to line up with the release of this episode. Uh, it might be already out by the time you guys are listening to this. Well, we're recording this on October 11th. 2023 and the movie the fnaf movie is actually in a couple I weeks wanna, yeah i think it's uh october 27th 
It is. It is. Yeah. Are you using a new mic? Uh, no. Oh, you sound like cleaner. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, oh, well. <clears throat> mm. I don't so, know what it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, what did you remember about this episode? I think this was the more violent episode. I want to say, when I say violent, I mean, like, something happened, or it's a more, uh, yeah, more violent toned episode. Or at least yeah. towards the end. I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie or, like, wait for the end. I really dig this episode. It's so good. I, I did, too. Like, I, <laughs> when I was re-watching it, like, five minutes ago, and I got to the part, I'm like, this is probably the highlight of, of the episode already. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, before we get into the episode, we do have a new segment today. So, uh, Josh, do you want to go first with what we got? In the news, California becomes the first U.S. To, US state to ban Skittles and 12,000 additional products for cancer-causing additives. Hmm. This law will take effect in 2027, so, uh, what is it, four years from four, now? Four years, yeah. Allowing companies time to reformulate their products to exclude these additives. The move comes amid concerns about the health risks associated with these chemicals. While most food additives are safe, some have been linked to serious health issues. Red dye 3, for example, has been found to cause cancer in animals, although its impact on humans is still being studied. That is so, very interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel that, about that because I actually do like Skittles a lot. I haven't had them in a little bit, but um, the fact that they're pulling Skittles off the shelves is kind of will kind of make me upset. But if I, if I get to see them again in four years but they taste different i'm gonna i'm gonna be upset a lot more than i already am do you prefer the green skittle being lime flavored or green apple (sighs) honestly i can't remember it being green apple so i'm stuck with lime i feel like it's been green apple for like at least like five years now i don't Um, remember they they might they might have changed it back but uh, i I love green apple flavoring. Yeah. So I think I'm going to have to go with that one. I don't know. Like the lime one isn't bad, but I feel like you kind of already get like a citrus option with the the lemon. Mm-hmm. So, the lemon, the orange, I guess. The orange. Yeah, true. By the way, I, I found at Walmart uh, some prime glowberry. Oh, that's yeah. why I like green apple. Really? Yeah. Do you, that... did, did you try it? No, I haven't. I was going to try it right now. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, let's let's see it. Ooh. Is it cold? A little bit, yeah. Okay, right, it's best it. cold. Ooh, it, it has a green apple smell. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, oh, it's one of my faves. Okay. Yeah, I, I was expecting Glowberry to be a little bit more inaccessible. Right. But apparently not. It's pretty good. Like, they do have like the limited and like ultimate editions of it. Those are rare. But speaking of food, what else is going on in the news? Speaking or can- of candy, or candy, yeah. Speaking of candy, Young Thug's Candy Crush addiction has reportedly kept him sane in jail. This is coming from the same source, and they say in recent conversation with TMZ, Mariah, the scientist, revealed that Young Thug has been passing the time in jail by playing Candy Crush on his iPad every day. Uh, while it's unclear what level of the game. Young Thug has reached, 
Some speculate that he might complete the entire game if his legal proceedings continue at a slow pace. Wow. First off, how do, how come he gets an iPad in in prison, but I can't? <laughs> yeah, um when when you were in prison, like what kind what options did you get? I got soap and butter. <laughs> did you drop it? I dropped the butter. <laughs> you dropped the butter, yeah. I, but yep. the, at least you were able to spread the soap on your toast, right? Exactly. <laughs> yep. Mm. <laughs> Tastes like mint. Yeah. Um, I I played Candy Crush when I got an iPad back in 2019, but uh, I don't really use that iPad anymore. Uh, CJ likes to play Candy Crush on it though, and she's I think she's the only one who really uses it. So. My mom plays Candy Crush on her phone, and I'm like, Mom, you get like when whenever we're like at a I forgot. Like at a, say the DMV, right? We're just waiting in line or whatever, and it's our turn. My mom is still in the middle of, like, of a thing. And I'm like, Mom, it's our turn. She's like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm like, we're at the DMV. We can't be standing here right now. (laughs) Um, Speaking of prisoners with technology, so this isn't a part of the what I had picked for the news today. But um, recently, everyone's phone got uh, an alert. Oh, yeah. At the same exact time, uh, yeah. everyone, like, it, it, it was issued by, like, the government. It was, like, a, a ping or something, and everyone's phone just, like, had, like, a... It was a mass like, amber alert type thing. Yeah, basically. And apparently, a lot of prisoners were caught with phones that they weren't supposed to have. <laughs> and even Amish people were outed for having technology, which is even more hysterical. The one's actually pretty funny. I don't think they were... I don't think they were Amish or anything, but... Was it last Thursday? Um, you went to the Museum of Science and Technology, right? Science and Industry, yeah. In the science and Industry, yeah. I was actually <coughs> at the Shed Aquarium. I told you about this. Yeah. And I didn't... I saw a bunch... I'm pretty sure they were Jewish people because they were wearing yarmulkes. Mm-hmm. And I saw... They were taking... or It was a big family. And they were taking a picture behind, I guess, like... A, sh- a school of fish and some shark. All right. They don't even use iPhones, which is pretty understandable. They have burner flip phones. And I thought ah, that was like the coolest thing ever because you don't see that anymore. Yeah, true. Um, I I know that in the tourist settings, a lot of um, like J- Jewish families and, and Amish people like to visit. Uh, mm-hmm. Primarily, you know, like... Uh, the people who i'm not i'm not sure what the term is like living on the land or something but people who aren't like they don't live in today's like society like, like where the, technology is yeah the traditional 21st century you know uh yeah, um, yeah, yeah i'm not sure if you've seen the show breaking amish but it's basically that thing. what so um i don't know because i guess amish they have um i think when you turn like 18 or something they have I guess you could say a gap year where they get to explore the outside world. And then when they're done with that year, they decide if they want to continue living uh, Amish for the rest of their life or if they want to go out into our world. Um, it's it's actually a pretty cool thing to see. Um, but when I worked at the John Hancock Center, uh, we got a good amount of like Amish groups and uh, Jewish groups coming in. Um, and we could tell that they were like on like, you know, they were exploring and stuff. So the funny thing is, 
when you were writing the attraction that you had at the John Hancock Center, I would like, scan their tickets and I would give them the spiel being like, all right, when you enter in the room, there's a table you can leave your bags on. And uh, just one rule is that we do not allow any cell phones or photos when you're inside. So I gave that spiel and then the Amish dad was like, oh, don't worry, we don't own phones. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was pretty funny. That was pretty good. They even patted themselves down like, huh, sweet. But speaking of like technology and online apps and things like that, Domino's is offering free emergency pizza. What? They are granting customers a free medium two-topping pizza for use at their convenience. To participate, customers need to place a delivery order online for $7.99 or more, and that will automatically earn them an emergency pizza. You got to claim the prize by joining domino's new loyalty program i'm see i'm not that big of a domino's person but eh. oh next time you come out here i i had this really good pizza yesterday and i i had half of it yesterday and half of it today if you're ever in chicago go to art of pizza on state street oh wait a minute did we pass by that place one day uh maybe we did so A lot of Chicago is known for for their various types of pizzas. Lumonati's, Pequod's, Giordano's, those are all really good places. But um, if you want to try something new, definitely check out Art of Pizza. I got the nice thin crust pepperoni tavern style pizza. And it was so I, I've been craving pizza for like the past week. I don't know why. Do, do you... Okay, I, I'm pretty sure I've asked this already, but do you prefer thin crust or deep dish uh, yeah, we got into this debate. I like both, mm-hmm. but I feel like I only ever eat deep dish on special occasions if okay. I ever have relatives in town. Yeah. Um, but no, like deep dish is, isn't really something that I would get on the regular. It's a mm-hmm. pretty big pizza, you know? Yeah. But if you just want something easy and if you want something like, like more local mm-hmm. to Chicago, tavern thin crust is your way to go. Uh, okay, what about thin crust to stuff? I would have ordered stuffed, but it was expensive. Ew. So I just I just went with the thin crust. But stuffed and thin crust are, like, very similar. Um, I guess it's just, like, the crust that you get to look forward to. So I feel mm-hmm. like I'm kind of in the same boat. For me, I'd, I'd pick thin crust for a lot of these. But, you know, I it's depending on what mood I'm in. So, like, if I'm feeling, oh, you know what, I want some thin crust, or if I want some cheesy crust in there, I'll get it. But most of the time, Mm -hmm. I'll get thin crust. Speaking of Chicago, this past weekend was the Chicago Marathon. Oh, yeah, my uh, manager ran ran in it. That's pretty cool that your manager got to run. Um, Mm -hmm. Me and CJ, we didn't even know that it was going on. We just woke up and we heard a bunch of commotion going on outside. Because where I live, actually, one one of the the marathon routes cuts right in front of my building. So. Oh yeah, I saw that you posted on their story. Yeah, and there was a a world record that was actually broken. Oh really? A twenty three year old named Kelvin Kiptum crossed the oh. finish line at the Chicago Marathon with at the time of this article. They wrote it was an unofficial time of two hours and thirty-five seconds. 
If confirmed, which since then it has, Kiptum will have beaten the two-time Olympic champion Elwid Kipchoge's record that was previously set at the 2022 Berlin Marathon by an entire 34 seconds. This would also make Kiptum the first athlete in the world to break two hours and one minute in a record-eligible marathon. And Hmm. Kiptum said in an interview that, quote, I knew I was coming for a course record, but a world record? I am so happy. A world record was not on my mind today, but I knew one day I would be a world record holder. So congratulations to Calvin Kiptum. Um, It was super cool that it happened in Chicago. Me and CJ actually went down to Grant Park where the finish line was to just cheer on people. Nice. I know where I was that weekend. Where were you? I was at, I was either at work or at home doing something else. Nice. But I knew what was going on. That's cool. But yeah, um very cool attractions that are all around the city. That that's why I like being in the city cuz there's always things to do, a lot of attractions, and that also brings me to the next segment. I am looking at a list of the top 5 overhyped attractions, the top oh 5 God. most notorious tourist traps and josh i'm gonna have you guess them wait so okay so are they like anywhere specific or is it just like a more broader idea like say roller coasters that's an attraction um no they're nothing like like theme parks when i say attractions i'm talking about like uh like city landmarks almost yeah like landmarks like the washington monument or oh okay uh, okay the the bean or something you know okay 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 all right ryan and is this just in america so there are three of them that are american and two of them are abroad oh okay okay uh uh one is the white house that is not on the list washington monument (laughs) not on the list the fuck um here uh the three that are on in America, they're all on the East Coast. Okay. Uh, and they're all kind of in the same uh, radius, in the same town almost. This sounds kind of fucked up because it's good because the category is overrated. But ni- okay. the nine eleven memoriam. That is not on the list, but I will say that um, we are looking in the New York area. Oh. Um. Shit. Empire State? No. Man, Empire State. Um, Chrysler Building. That is not there. In the New York area. What, what is one of the biggest symbols of New York City as well oh. as America? Times Square? No. Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty is number five. Okay, I had... It was one of those two that I was thinking. And you said they're, mm. these are all relatively close? Yes, uh, number three and number four are in New York City. And oh then w- one of these kind of borders, actually, mm, one of them, like, borders Canada and I want to say Jersey, New York area. Jersey, New York. Uh, is one of them a bridge? Um, it is not a bridge, but I'll give you a hint. You're going to need a raincoat when you go here. Um, Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls is number four. Yes. Okay. 
number number three is probably going to be the hardest one to guess um i'll give you a hint this is in the spider-man miles morales map sort of in the middle central area of the map keyword central oh 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 oh, fuck oh my god it's a park central park (laughs) (laughs) that is number three oh my god jesus christ if yeah that would have been actually tough for me never mind if you yeah, I, I'm get, I'm giving a bunch of hints because these are these were pretty tough. And you um, said right. the other two are abroad. Uh, yes, the other two are are out in um in Europe. And another hint I have is I have been to one of these, and that is number one. Uh, Big Big Ben. That is incorrect. Wow. Okay. Uh, London Bridge. Incorrect. Buckingham Palace nope where the hell um, i'm not sure if i mentioned this but i have to agree with this list when i went here it was one of the most anticlimactic things ever <laughs> i i'm not i wasn't disappointed but you have to really be interested in the history to fully enjoy it the prime minister's office no. oh wait no is it that one museum you went to um not sure i, I went to a bunch of museums but Fuck. no this is not a museum oh okay um this is one of the the seven wonders of the world. Oh shit! Seven wonders of the world. What what it could be? What does it start it's with? O- it's old. It's ancient, and no one knows how it got there. Oh my god! I know exactly what it is, but I can't. I don't know what it is. It's a bunch of stones. <laughs> oh my god! It's a bunch of like rectangle stones in a circle. So Stonehenge is number thank, one. Thank you. Yes, Jesus. That, yeah, okay. no, I remember you telling me this. I'm like, really? I mean, I figured. <laughs> All right, now you just got number two. This Eiffel is a Tower. place where... Oh, yeah, you actually got it. Yes! I was thinking of All right. Uh-huh. So, the top five most overhyped attractions we have, starting at five, Statue of Liberty, Niagara Falls, Central Park, Eiffel Tower, and Stonehenge. Why is Stonehenge? Well, yeah, obviously Stonehenge would be the first one because it's again a bunch of rectangle, rectangular rocks in a circle. See, if you've ever been to Stonehenge, all you all you do, like how it's laid out, is you take a shuttle out to the middle of nowhere where it's located, uh-huh. and then you get out, you walk in a circle around the stones, and then you go back to board the shuttle once more. That sounds like and- just ten minutes. Yeah, and I, when I was there, we weren't allowed to like walk like, like weave in and out of the stones and walking like in them. It was mm-hmm. closed off. I'm not. I'm not sure if they've. I know that they've allowed that before, but I guess people were tampering with the stones, which is shitty. So I, I get it. Yeah. Um. But there is I, I. It's been a long time, so I can't remember if they had like maps there or like different things that you could read on the walls. But it was just there. See, I remember when remember when Jacob went to Europe? Yeah, he went to Italy, right? Yeah, he went to Italy, he went to France. I think his first stop was France actually. Yeah, yeah. And then he took all those pictures on the Eiffel Tower. I'm like and I started critiquing him on his uh on his angles. Paris was the one place that um my friends were able to to visit, but I was I could not that week. Was it because CJ was there? That was the same weekend that CJ was visiting, which obviously I'd rather choose that. But someday, me and CJ will go to Paris. It's the city of love. Yeah, so they say. 
<laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I, I heard that. Um, I mean, it's no surprise that the Eiffel Tower is on this list because I heard that Paris is is pretty overhyped and it's kind of dirty. Uh, really? I don't know. Great food, I bet, but I don't know. I I I, I imagine that it's overrun by tourists and uh, trash all over the place. From uh, what that, I've heard, that kind of, that makes sense when you put it that way. Mm-hmm. All right, so do you have a list for me? Well, Jason, since it is the month of October, and hopefully this episode does come out in the time of, or in the week of Halloween, or at least a few day or a couple of days afterwards, I have found, according to uh, the makeshift pod, have found the top five Halloween movies. Oh gosh, okay. And I don't, I don't know if you, well, how how much Halloween movie or how many Halloween movies do you would you say you you've seen um surprise i know of a lot but surprisingly i haven't seen a bunch of classics like halloween town or uh twitches and things like that twitches i've never heard of that it's it's the one on disney starring tia and tamara i have no idea okay um (laughs) so i'm gonna say monster house that is not on the list not that's a very good choice not gonna lie, I'm not sure if I'm gonna get this. You're gonna have to give me a lot, a lot of hints. Yeah. Are you sure I've heard of all these? Uh, maybe at least like f- uh, four of them. Okay. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. The Night Before Christmas. I'll give you that one. That's number three. Number three. Okay. So um, you do that... you do know these? <clears throat> that was uh, Tim Burton, right? With like Jack Skellington. Yeah. yeah. He's in Fortnite now. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> the Adams family. No, actually. Wow, okay. That's a Halloween thing. Oh, well, I guess it's gothic. Hmm. Hocus Pocus. That is number 1. Okay. Never seen it too. I'm going to say I mentioned Halloween Town earlier. That is number 4. Okay. Um, so what do I have so far? Hocus Pocus, Halloween Town, and Nightmare Before Christmas? Yes, so you just okay. need two and five. Two and five. Beetlejuice. No, that is not on wow. the list. Oh, uh, Coraline. That is also not on the list. Wow. Okay. Ghostbusters. That's a Halloween movie? Uh, it's when I look up Halloween movies, it comes up. Sadly, not on the list. Um, Charlie Brown, the the Great Big Pumpkin. No, classic, but no. Okay. Um, any like, like horror movies? Yes. Like non uh, kid friendly. Both both of them are horror movies. Okay. Uh, Psycho. No. Oh, uh, Nightmare you... on Elm Street. No, actually. Oh wow. I know. You want a hint? Yes. Michael Myers. Michael Myers. Uh, it, he played Jason Voorhees, right? Oh, wait. For the love of God. <laughs> uh, no, no. Fre- Freddy, right? What the fuck? Wait. No, no. I Michael told you Myers that I had killer. a... He had a uh, movie like released like last year or two years ago under the um, same title of this. Halloween? Yes, that is number two. All right. <laughs> It's see, it's hard. Like just bland Halloween. That's the most boring. I know title ever. 
I know. Okay. L- last one I don't think you'll get. It has a kid with a sack on his head. With a sack? Oh, uh, Children of the Corn? No, actually. Well, I'm I'm kind of trying to look through lists, and I, I think it's the one I'm looking at. Uh, so technically, I think this one was given to me. Is it Trick or Treat? Yes, it is Trick or Treat. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that one anyways. I've not heard of it. I have seen a little bit of it. I've only seen clips. But, yeah, it's about, I think it's about, like, a kid who just accidentally kills his sister or his mom or whatever and then starts going, starts killing people on Halloween. I don't know. I don't watch horror movies, so I wouldn't know. Those are pretty scary, and I know in my experience watching horror movies, I I don't think I've ever like had like a movie where I was like scared, scared, and I had to like sleep with the lights on. Um, oh, I did. What movie was it? The Nun. The Nun. Oh no no no! I, not the Nun. The Conjuring. That's what it was. The Conjuring. I I like The Conjuring. Um, it fucked me did... up so badly. There was this one movie, and my mom said that it, like, it came out in the 80s. My mom said that it took the world by storm, where, like, everyone was sleeping with their lights on, and... Could have been Pet Cemetery. It wasn't Pet Cemetery. It, like, it came... It takes place, like, in the woods. I'm gonna ask my mom, and maybe I'll put a soundbite. Hey, if, if I do get an answer, here's the soundbite of it. The Blair Witch Project. With all this talk of scary stuff, that makes me wonder, are you, were you ever scared of animatronics from FNAF? Um, before FNAF came out, uh, not really. After FNAF came out, it made me question animatronics. Mm-hmm. What about you? I don't think I've I was ever scared, um, but I really loved the the whole concept of Five Nights at Freddy's about how uh-huh. you're a, a game something about being like a night watchman that's already scary as it is with animatronics, things that are supposed to be cute but they come to life at night like you can't beat it you know exactly like things that come up, for some reason things that come up in the daylight it's fine it's whatever it's sun. But if, th- if it comes out at night, it's somehow more spooky. Right. And that's sort of the premise of this episode. Well, it's not the premise, but it's the plot twist. Spoiler alert. So we're going to get into it. Let's go. We open up today's episode at the house. Uh, Benson is calling all the park members in for a meeting in his office. Everyone is there except for Pops. Uh, Mordecai and Rigby are the last ones to show up. And Benson's like, oh, finally, could you close the door? And then Rigby kind of mocks him being like, yeah, close the door. And then Mordecai pushes him away, telling him to sit down. Benson goes on saying, as you guys may know, he's talking to Skips, Muscleman, Fives, Motor, and Riggs. As you may know, it's Pop's birthday tomorrow. And I was planning on getting him something nice from the arts and crafts fair that happened last Saturday. But nothing really stood out. Has anybody gotten him anything yet? And everyone is just sitting in silence and Muscleman's like, no. Benson says, why am I not surprised? Alright, we need ideas. Anybody? And then everyone starts to kind of like chime in. Uh, Muscleman suggests, how about one of them Jeff Forgeman grills? And I wrote down that Jeff Forgeman is obviously a, a parody of George Foreman grills. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> um, Benson says, oh, that's not a bad idea, 
but Pops has been watching his cholesterol lately. Doctor's orders. What else? Skip says, how about we get him some new gardening tools? And Benson says, oh, that maybe. It's just that he gets new gardening tools all the time. And then Mordecai chimes in. He says, how about we get him some horseback riding lessons? And Benson's like, please tell me you're joking. And Mordecai's like, well, no, isn't he into that stuff? And Benson's like, you don't remember? That's the exact same thing we got him last year. And then Rigby kind of goes, psh. Mordecai says, don't psh me. I don't see you coming up with anything. And Rigby says, like, yeah, but at least I didn't say the same thing that we got him last year. Then all of a sudden, Pops is knocking at the door, wanting to come in. Benson quickly flips back the, the chart that says Pops' birthday ideas. He flips it back to a blank page, and he says, just a second. And then as the blank page comes around, he says, okay, you can come in now. Pops opens the door and says, oh, what's everybody doing in here? Benson tells Pops uh, that they were just um, going over the schedule. But Muscle Man fucks up, and he says, no, we were talking about how no one knows what to get you for your birthday. And Pops is all in trees like, ooh. Benson gets pissed at this. He's like, Muscle Man, what are you doing? <laughs> Muscle Man explains himself, saying, I'm saying what's on my mind, bro. I'm just real like that. Y- you know what that reminds me of? What? Um, Muscle Man just, like, giving the whole thing away. He- he's like that one friend who you text from across the room when you're with a group of people, and that friend looks at their phone, and then they say out loud, Bro, why are you texting me? And you're just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I forgot to also make the joke um, about Pops' horseback riding lessons. What? This, that reminds me of, uh, there was like the Snapchat conversation between like a boyfriend and girlfriend where mm-hmm. the girlfriend says, I want to ride a horse. And then the boyfriend puts a horse face filter on him and says, howdy. Oh my God. <laughs> That's a good one. I, right, I should do on. that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Pops, uh... Tells the guys, you want to know what to get me for my birthday? Well, that's quite simple. Benson questions Pops, what is it? Pops tells him, a pair of fuzzy dice from the fun fun zone. They're so much fun. But alas, the only way to get them is to win a million tickets. And I'm afraid I'm not very good at throwing skis balls. And he walks away from the room all sad. And then this gives Benson a clear uh, clear idea of what to get for Pops. He says, well, fuzzy dice it is. And Rigby kind of comes in saying, well, yeah, but I'm not going to the fun, fun zone. Mordecai agrees with him. He says, yeah, me neither. I can't stand that place. All those nasty kids. Then Muscle Man joins in and he says, yeah, and talk about substandard pizza. And Rigby adds on to this, saying, And what about that annoying animatronic band? And this is where all the guys are just agreeing with each other. Like, yeah, yeah, they, these all do suck. <laughs> Benson calms everyone down, saying, All right, all right. Look, I don't like the fun phone zone any more than you do. But if Pops want those fuzzy dice, then we're gonna get him those fuzzy dice. I can't even remember the last time I was at Chuck E. Cheese, which is, <laughs> this is like an obvious parody of yeah i i put that on my nose like fun fun zone is basically chuck e cheese yeah um do you remember when chuck e cheese changed their name to 
Pasquale's Pizza and Wings. No, I did not know that. Why? So, when did this happen? All right. This is actually a pretty interesting story. So, um, this was during COVID, I believe. All right. And Chuck E. Cheese, obviously, they were closed down. And they had already kind of been losing customers in the past, like, couple years anyway. Because, I don't know, like, kids still go to Chuck E. Cheese. But I feel like the main audience for Chuck E. Cheese was, like, us. It was, like, the 90s to 2000 kids, you know? Yeah. They were already losing business, and COVID really didn't help them at all. And because they were closed down, literally no one was was coming because everyone was locked in their houses so the uh-huh. only way that they could make money was from their kitchen and they temporarily switched to a food delivery service and they still cooked food and i get it it's like the only thing that they could really do but nobody was ordering like doordash or uber eats from them because uh-huh. who the hell is going to go online and see Chuck E. cheese and think like oh yeah i'm gonna order food from there because, kind of like Rigby said, the pizza's kind of shit. Yeah. So what they did is they changed their company name online to Pasquale's Pizza and Wings. Yeah. And people saw that and they were like, oh, like I, I've never heard of this place. It looks like it's a, a new, cheap pizza place that's in around my area. Yeah, I guess I'll try them. And this was actually discovered by the DoorDashers. When they went to go pick up the food, it was in the back. It was in the back alleyway of Chuck E. Cheese. Oh my god, that looked even. Be- that probably looked even more sketch. Because what people didn't realize is Pasquale is the name of the chef character on stage at Chuck E. Cheese. Are you serious? Yeah. So it was like, it was only like if you knew that reference, you would have realized what exactly was going on here. Oh wow. <laughs> Um, I respect the hustle, but dang, that's yeah, that's pretty that, crazy. That's pretty smart of them to do that. I didn't even know that because you would only know Chuck E. Cheese. Mm-hmm. Remember back in the day what he looked like compared to now? Yeah, like he he was like a little bit bigger, but now he's he's like I don't know, like he's like how uh, he is. yeah, he's Jerry from Tom and Jerry. He's that size, right? And he's oh my god, it it kind of makes me ups- are sad that like. Chuck E. Cheese is going through it all, but like, just like Toys R Us, I think they should be shut down. Mm-hmm. Like Chuck E. Cheese was a super fun place, like when you were a kid. Yeah. Um, I like yo birthday parties at Chuck E. Cheese used to slap. Oh my gosh, they were so fun. Do I remember? Oh wait, speaking of like Five Nights at Freddy's and Chuck E. Cheese, <laughs> I just got a notification on Peacock saying, "Watch the trailer for the new blood chilling cinematic event." from Blumhouse based on the horror game Phenomenon in theaters and streaming on Peacock October 27th. That wasn't that wasn't a plug. I'm just reading out my notification. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to see the FNAF movie. I'm not going to see it in theaters. I'm just, mm. I'm going to it's going to be online somewhere so I could find it. Yeah, no, well, I can obviously watch it. And you know, yeah, I'm going to Peacock. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to ask my girlfriend if she wants to watch. Nice. Yeah, she doesn't like horror movies, but (laughs) neither do I. We cut to the fun fun zone. Even the exterior looks like a Chuck E. Cheese with, like, the sign and everything. Um, The gang walks in the front doors, and then we just get, like, a a little mini montage of all the kids playing around. 
Um, there's like kids playing in arcade cabinets. They're all running all over the place, eating pizza. The animatronic band is up front. Um, the band, by the way, consists of a lead singer, guitarist, who is a teddy bear. There's a uh, piano player who seems to be a female duck or chicken. And then there is a drummer who I think he's... I don't even know what animal that is. He, uh, he has buck teeth, so I was assuming he's like some sort of sea animal. Not even a sea animal. He could be a bear, but a different kind of bear. These guys are known as the Capicola gang, by the way. Dominic. Dominic is the brown bear. And Amelia is the white duck, so he, she is a duck, okay? okay. And then louis is the drummer and apparently he is an obese tan badger oh you know what i probably would have never guessed he was a badger yeah me neither okay so we have dom amelia and louis we cut more into the montage um kids are playing more games and also at at 229 i wrote down a note um there's a kid on screen that might be the same kid from High Score with GBF. I think it is because he has the same like kind of fade or like, uh, was it side cuts? You can see like a little freckles in the back. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So um, kids are just being kids. They're like slapping each other with pizzas. And then we we get the shot of uh, two kids that are just passed out sleeping at the snack bar. And oh that might God. be an adult joke because... Uh, Chuck E. Cheese is basically like a casino for kids. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Benson is just like, oh, let's get this over with. So they go up to the lady at the front counter, and then all of a sudden she like blocks the doorway. She, she's like an annoying, an annoying NPC in a video game. She's like, whoa, 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 excuse me, where do you think you're going? She, that's how she sounds, by the way. Mordecai says, we're just here to get some fuzzy dice. And she's all like, I'm sorry, but you must accompany at least one child to enter. Mordo's like, oh, come on, we're just going to buy the dice and leave. And she's like, oh, I can't bend the rules for you, sir, because it wouldn't be a fun, fun zone without fun, fun rules. And she is fucking annoying. She <laughs> so sounds like she all... takes her job way too seriously. Sorry. She does. She does take her job way too seriously so they all walk outside and muscle man's like oh man how are we supposed to get the stupid dice now and skips is like i have an idea so we clock walk back inside the lady says hey i already told you that you need a kid to get in and then all of a sudden um the park members uh step aside and we see rigby that's there disguised as a child he's wearing a blue hoodie and pants a, f a red fanny pack and a red and white cap that's backwards and he also has some like cool like nike dunks or whatever um the lady is kind of staring at him all suspiciously and rigby's not saying anything but then mordecai punches him and then immediately rigby says what is it man it's such a good sound bite too it's such a good soundbite that I had to play it. So um, I, I guess basically that was like his way of showing that he's a kid, that he acts all like obnoxious and everything. The ladies are like, hmm. 
okay, go on in, folks. Have a great time. And she opens up the rope to let him in. And then, so they start to walk in, and then uh, Benson steps in a slimy piece of pepperoni pizza, and he's all disgusted. And then two kids run by him and knocking into Benson. Benson, like, kind of calls after him, but then Mordecai's like, hey, let's just find the dice and get out of here. And they go to the prize center. The park members go up to the counter, and this dude, his name is Diego, he says, may I help you? Benson introduced a quick introduction. He says, yeah, hi, we'd like a pair of fuzzy dice, please. Diego says, I'll be one million tickets. Benson kind of chuckles at this and he's like, oh, no, we're actually going to be paying with cash. How much is it going to be? Ten, fifteen dollars? But Diego's not having it. He's like, one million tickets, sir. If you like, all of our price listings on our items are on the board. And Muscle Man keeps asking, like, well, can we just buy the tickets? But Diego explains that the tickets are a penny each. And all the park members kind of groan and are surprised by all of this. They go, oh. And Rigby is the only person saying, nice. What's that? Like, ten bucks? But Mordecai explains, dude, it's not ten bucks. It's ten thousand dollars. And Rigby suddenly gets it. He's like, wow, really? Real quick, so you know how I know that I'm the same as Rigby? It's because I definitely would not have done that math right either. No, yeah, me too. <laughs> I would I would have not have guessed 10,000 or anything in that area. Yeah, that's pretty insane. So Benson turns back to the park members and he says, Well, bad news, everybody. Looks like we're going to have to win some tickets if we're going to get those dice. And... Uh, Skip's kind of stating the obvious as, uh, yeah, we were right here the whole time. Nice. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that, uh, this scene was used as a promo as well as Rigby's, like, lol, lol, lol part. Yeah, I'm pretty sure as well. Yeah. So, uh, was it Muscle Man gives, gives a let's go team kind of thing and they all high five in a circle. And we clock wipe to a montage of all the park members playing games, beating up all these, not actually beating them up, but beating the kids at some arcade games. First, we have Rigby uh, absolutely dominating three, or is it three kids? There's two, three, I think it is three. Yeah, there's three kids that he just uh, demolished in... uh, I almost, oh my god, I'm, I'm, I was almost saying ice hockey. No, it's air hockey. Air hockey, yeah. So yeah, Rigby destroyed this last kid in air hockey, and we get a ticket transition into skis ball, where Pops says he's no good. Wait a minute. Okay, I just realized something. How does Pops know where the fuzzy dice is? He's not a kid. I was, I, I think I was thinking about that too. Um, maybe because mentally he's a child. I don't know. <laughs> and the lady just let him in? Uh, may- maybe she thought that, that Pops was, I don't know. He's a child in a man's body, sure. Yeah, he, oh, he does kind of have a big head, so. Yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, so Mordecai is operating at the skis ball uh, machine. There's four of them. And we kind of get this uh, nice, uh, what was it? Little shot of Mordecai multiplying one by one as he throws each shot or each ball into the hole. And we get a coin inserting into a machine transition. 
and uh, we see a I guess a whack-a-mole almost game it's called tea nuggets tea nuggets and, yeah tea nuggets I don't know what the T stands for these nuggets uh, and we see Skip's actually playing the game, so it's pretty fitting for him to be playing it. And he's, hmm. again, absolutely uh, de- destroying the game. And then we get another ticket transition to uh, Muscle Man and Fives playing Dance Like a Loser 3, which is a pretty obvious reference to Dance Dance, Dance Revolution. Or any sort game. of... Yeah, or any sort of... Uh, like rhythm based game that has like four arrows on a tile. Yeah, I remember you and I played that when we went to the mall. That was so much fun. I I actually <laughs> love playing that. Every time there is a DDR game, I always offer like Jacob, Ethan, Jacob, Ralph, but they're like, oh no, I don't want to play it because I don't know how. So I'm like, it's just stepping on some some tiles. It doesn't matter what difficulty you're on. It, I'm not trying to impress nobody. I just like playing the game. Yeah, it's just hand-eye coordination, or, or feet-eye coordination. Feet-eye coordination, yeah. So, yeah, we see uh, Muscle Man and Fives absolutely demolishing the game. Kind of unfair, because they're pretty pretty good at it, actually. You know, I kind of real... Um, I made the note, Fives is using, like, two hands. He could shapeshift all he wants. He could give himself as many hands as he wants. Yeah. Why doesn't he just hover like as many hands as he needs like on top of each tile and just like moves them down whenever he needs you know that's what i'm saying but you know what cartoon logic uh if they needed to include all the park park members somehow hmm. and we get this quick shot of the capicola gang just obviously doing their little animatronic uh was it what was the middle the lead singer's name again like dominic yeah dom yeah, Dom. We see him like kind of do a little robot lean forward and lean back. We clockwipe um, back into dialogue. The park gang is sitting at a table counting their tickets. And there's like three big stacks of tickets in front of them. Benson says, all right, guys, bad news. Looks like we're 20,000 tickets short of the fuzzy dice. And what's worse is that we only have one token left. But I've noticed one game that gives out more tickets than all the others. And what that game is, with dramatic music, Skis Balls. So, um, looks like what the park is, the parking is going to do is just uh, kind of pull their last token to, like, kill it on Skis Balls. But real quick, I had a note that, um, why, at this part, when they realized that there were 20,000 tickets short, um, if the... I'm trying to do the math. So 20,000 and tickets are a penny each, right? Mm-hmm. So would that be divided by 100? That would be 200 bucks for 20,000? Uh, probably. I'm not going to do the math, but I believe you. I I am, I am I have my calculator, and I have no idea if I did that right or not. Math is not my thing. Um, but I was going to say, why couldn't they just buy the rest of the tickets uh, or, like, what they could afford as like a little head start and then win the rest i i don't hey man the park is on its last legs and funding i guess <laughs> um also one million tickets for a pair of dice is a lot and i kind of made the point about how um i was at an arcade recently for my brother's 10th birthday uh-huh. and um 
let me tell you that grinding for tickets is really hard. Like, at this point, you go to an ar- you don't go to an arcade to win a prize. You just go to play games. Yeah. Because um, I remember parents were complaining, uh, uh, like, one year that they spend $40 on tokens for their kids to win prizes, but all they end up taking home is, like, a lollipop and a and a metal ring or whatever, or plastic yeah. ring. You see know that, what I mean? I know. So, see, that's why whenever I go to, like, arcades or whatever, like, say, for example, the, the at the mall, the Fox Valley Mall, at uh, round one, I always go to the crane machine. I that's where I spend my money. I spend my money at the crane machines. Mm-hmm. Because at yeah. least there, I can get my at least my money's worth. Mm-hmm. So Benson is explaining skis balls that this will have to be a team effort. The faster we go, the more chances to throw the balls we get. So I want everyone to line up, and when the balls drop. <laughs> and then Mordecai, Mordecai and Rigby start to snicker to themselves. Uh, Benson kind of does a face palm like, ah. when the game starts, you throw it and you get back in line. So they're kind of doing it like a, um, like a little relay style, um, which is pretty cool. Um, personally, I feel like I would have just chosen the best player in the park to do it themselves because I'm not sure if this whole relay thing is going to slow down time. But whatever. So eh. Benson says, "What do you do? You think it will?" Eh, I, I because like, say they put skips on it. Who's to say skips? He has a good arm, right? But who's to say he can hit ten k, the ten k hole? True. Yeah. Or they they could have also just cheated their way because it looks like they, this machine doesn't have like a guard on it. Oh, you know that's true. But... You know they could just give it to fives. Yeah. True. Um. So we get another mini montage of each player uh, taking turns. Uh, everyone's holding like a ball with them and then they're throwing it in. Um, people are getting like uh, 15K, 10K, uh, Rigby misses. And then the score is 990,000 with only three seconds left. Mordecai has one more chance to sink it. So he throws the ball, three, two, one. And then it kind of does like that little dramatic uh, looping around the the hole before it actually falls in scoring 1 million points so the park is cheering and then they're all like celebrating as the tickets start to roll out of the machine and then 20 minutes later they're still there just waiting for the tickets to come out and at that point they're all just like sitting or lying on the floor all bored being like great celebration's over but we're we won way more tickets than we anticipated (laughs) so um, they go to the prize counter and they plop the one million tickets down on the counter. Um, Diego says, what would you like? And Benson says, we'll take the fuzzy dice. Yeah. And then um, they're celebrating. And then Benson's like, yeah, this is for pops, for pops. And then Diego kind of takes, um, he has to reach the dice that are at the top shelf. And he kind of uses like a little um, prize stick. It has, it's like a big stick with the hook at the end to help himself like grab the dice um he puts the dice on the counter and then benson grabs it and says like yeah we did it now we can give these to pops then suddenly the dice gets swiped away from benson's hands and it's actually dom the animatronic who stole it from him and he's joined by what the fuck is his name louie and amelia amelia 
and and they're alive like they're walking and talking and everything you know yeah and they're like actually, as if it's actually five nights at freddy's what yeah um oh quick note before you continue i noticed some continuity so uh-huh. this this is all happening after the arcade is closed, right? Because um, obviously the Capicola gang wouldn't want to do this in front of everyone. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe maybe they only decided to intervene because the park members were the only ones who won the the dice. Yeah, they um, stay till close. Also, why isn't Diego stepping in? Like, was he behind it all too? Um, think- we're gonna find out why these dice are special. Is he the, uh, what do we call it? Fuck. Is he the purple guy? Oh, he's he's uh, William Afton. Huh? Yeah, he's William Afton of, of this universe. <laughs> yeah. So, so go ahead. Do- Dominic, or Dom, swipes the dice away from Betson. And he says, sorry, but you ain't giving nothing to nobody. And they're all just all confused of what is happening right now. Then Dom suddenly pulls out a uh was it a remote with a button on it, and he presses it, and that has the car that stands or that hangs above the band, uh, to come down, and it's an actual car, and Mordecai's what like, the- "Oh, what?" in disbelief. So the car the car alarm chirps and the engine turns on, and ev- and the Capicola gang gets inside Dom starts the car and starts uh, burning rubber and drifts out straight out of the fun fun zone and into the street ahead uh, Mordecai tells everyone let's get him so they all rush over to the car Mordecai is driving Benson is sitting passenger while everyone else muscle man fives Rigby and skips are sitting in the back and they're cutting through traffic. They're cutting through all these cars. And they're catching up to the Capricola gang real quick. Uh, the Capricola gang is driving through red lights and everything. Almost hitting cars. And from their rear view mirror. They can see the parking catch quickly catching up behind them. And so they uh, arrive at this bridge. And Louie sees that the parking is catching up to them. So he grabs what looks to be, I think, is a snare drum. Correct me if I'm wrong. It could either, um, well, it's not really noted because snare drums, the heads are usually white, and this one is dark. But then that could also be like the bottom head. So yeah. si- size wise, it's it's probably a snare drum. So, yeah, uh, Louis takes up this drum sized, or what, drum, I guess, and throws it at the park gang. It misses them. It barely misses them, but then it explodes behind them, almost knocking the cart over. But that doesn't stop the parking, and they quickly drive up closer to them. And Mordecai tells the Capricola gang to give him back the dice as he's bumping into them. Uh, and then Muscle Man starts getting bold, and he says, Give us the dice and he jumps onto the capicola gang's car and he's grabbing onto louis for dear life but louis like trying to punch him punch him off and but this isn't working because muscle man's tough so muscle man tries to grab for the fuzzy dice at the rearview mirror but uh what the hell is her amelia sorry i almost forgot her name 
Amelia quickly elbows Muscle Man in the in the jaw and says, "Back off, creep!" And this causes Muscle Man to kind of uh, hang on to the driver door of Dom as he is opening the his door to let Muscle Man kind of hang away from him. Mm-hmm. And it looked like Muscle Man is about to die, actually. This is kind of like that uh, boat mission in GTA Five when uh, what was his name Jimmy was like yeah. hanging off of the side of it. Oh, exactly like this. And um, a quick note about Louis. So Dom and Amelia, like they have facial express expressions, but Louis, for for whatever reason, he just keeps like the same straight face. Like when Muscle Man was punching him, Louis was just there. He kind of looks like a chicken nugget. He just. And, um, he just kept there smiling. Yeah, he has like the. Uh, it's it's obviously because he's an animatronic, but he has the same like the face on him. Yeah, and that that's how he talks. By the way, he'd be like, yep. my name's Louie. So, so, anyways, uh, most of men start squealing for dear life, and as they're almost about to be done crossing the bridge, a truck on the opposite side start uh, going towards in the park gang's air or park gang's lane and the truck is blaring its horn this is freaking muscle man out but then skips comes to the rescue and just barely grabs onto muscle man and pulls him back onto the cart and because of that um the cart kind of swerves off to the dirt side and dom sees this from his rear view mirror he starts chuckling and they turn left into a private property with a gate, which they busted through. The park gang uh, drives out of the ditch that they crashed in to go chase after them. Um, the Capicola gang is now like in, uh, it looks like sort of like this boating dock area. So like it's by the sea. There's um, a bunch of boats like everywhere. And then Dom is trying to hit on the brakes, but the car is not stopping. Amelia yells, being like, stop the car. And he's like, I'm trying. Um, Instead, he he almost crashes into a bunch of barrels, but he swerves out of the way and crushes into a lamppost. This makes the car catch on fire. And then uh, Louis kind of has like a gash in the side of his face. And you kind of see like animatronic parts like sparking and smoking out of him. And he's all like, oh, oh, oh. And then uh, Dominic uh, grabs the fuzzy dice real quick. And then they try to make a, a break for it away from the car. But they're animatronics and they can't really move that fast. Um, they're, they they, they kind of have to walk all like their legs are straight and everything. And you could hear animatronic parts like kind of like whizzing. And then all of a sudden their car explodes, knocking them to the ground. And then we cut back to the to Mordecai's cart and they see the explosion Rigby's like what was that so Mordecai follows in that area and they eventually catch up to the Capicola gang they all get out and Mordecai says give us back our dice we won them fair and square Dom says there's no way you're getting these dice now get out of the way before somebody gets hurt Benson says what could you possibly want with fuzzy dice and then uh, Louis chimes in. He's like, oh, well, 10 years ago, we knocked over Bay City Jewelers and made off with millions worth of uncut diamonds. 
those diamonds are inside of those dice. And then Dom says, like, shut up, Louie, you're sharing too much. And then Benson's like, I remember reading about that. That was you? And Dom says, yeah, that was us. And we've been laying low for ten long years, waiting for the statute of limitations on Grand Theft Larceny to run out. And it was supposed to end tonight at midnight. And then Amelia, Amelia says, mm-hmm, until you clowns came along and ruined everything. And then Rigby says, can't we just have the dice without the diamonds? And Dom is like, oh, it's too late, and you know too much. Amelia is like, mm-hmm. And then Muscleman's not having this, so he lunges towards Dom and snatches the dice away from him. And then Dom tries to grab him back, and then Muscleman passes them to Skips. Skips passes them to Rigby. And Rigby, like, has to run and catch them. I don't know exactly why they're tossing them, because they're not really being chased right now. But, alright. Eventually, Dom starts to walk towards Rigby. He's like, no more games. And he starts to, like, kind of reach down his collar uh, for what we could assume is a gun. And then, all of a sudden, a huge spotlight comes onto Dom. And we hear a voice saying, this is the FBI. You're surrounded. And then we have a huge helicopter... A SWAT truck, uh, like FBI officers in riot gear and riot shields. And then there's a, the lead guy with the megaphone saying, get on the ground now. And then there's a sniper guy talking into a headset saying, targets are considered hostile. Repeat, targets are considered hostile. He cocks his gun and then the sniper says, copy that, red leader. And immediately, this the tone has completely shifted in the entire episode which is insane um louis says what do we do now boss and then dom says we do what we were made to do show these folks a fun time and then amelia says "Mm -hmm, funny i was thinking the exact same thing we get all three of the cavacola gang looking down at all the fbi agents and dom says well then I guess it's showtime. And he quickly pulls out a gun. But then uh, one of the FBI officers call out gun. And then the sniper immediately blasts Dom, Dom twice in the chest. And he falls over. Rigby runs past past them to get back to the parking so he doesn't get shot. And then Amelia fires back with her gun saying, Eat lead, sucker! But then... Uh, could only get two shots in before getting riddled with bullets herself. And she falls off the docks and onto a speedboat. And then Louie starts blasting. But but then uh, all these FBI officers fire back. But then it actually takes a rocket launcher to hit Louie in the chest. And it penetrates him, sticking inside of him. Pause. Oh. <laughs> I just realized what you did there. <laughs> That's... Oh, I caught myself doing the dumb stuff. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. So, now I can't even now I can't even make the joke. I can't even continue on. That was, that was too good. So, Louis gets hit with a rocket launcher. And he looks down. He says, oh, and then explodes. Into a million pieces. See, this is invi- This was greenlit for Cartoon Network because it was animatronics and robots and not actual people. So, because I'm thinking to myself, there is only two major gunfights in regular show, 
and they both happen when the Capicola gang is here. But yeah, because so, they're yeah. robots. I think you might be right, yeah. What's with the um, limitations of just, like, shooting guns at aliens? Um, I, I know that uh, some car- uh, some video games, like, for example, Halo, um, they're able to, like, keep a teen rating because you're not actually shooting at humans. You're shooting oh. at, like, aliens and stuff. But other games, like Call of Duty, they, they have to have, like, a mature rating, you know? Yeah, I guess. So, <clears throat> as the smoke settles, everyone is calmed down. They look over to see if it's all clear. And we get a lone shot of a lead pipe on the ground. But then uh, music comes back again, and we see Dom's hand pick up the lead pipe. He's still breathing. He's still alive. All the park members gasp at this. And then the FBI agents don't hesitate another second and they just start blasting dom again but he's still standing he's still a little bit tough he goes he tries to get at least one of the fbi agents but he fails at that and they even pulled out a minigun to take him down bro uh dom brought a knife to a gunfight or a pipe rather (laughs) a pipe to a really big gunfight yeah so uh, we get a really nice shot of all the empty bullet shells coming down, raining down off the minigun. And uh, we see Dom, just like Amelia, fall off the dock into, I am assuming, the same speedboat. And his body goes over to, I don't know how speedboats work, but he presses or he pulls a lever up, uh, which causes the speedboat to drive forward. And the helicopter above uh, has a spotlight on it and is tracking him. And then the, on the radio, an FBI agent says, smoke him. And we oh, see, that's so cool. <laughs> and we see the one, one FBI agent with a rocket launcher blast off one last rocket onto the speedboat where uh, Dom was on and it explodes. Wow. That's that's pretty insane. That that's the coolest sequence ever. I love it. So, <clears throat> um, Dom explodes, and then the Park gang all like steps out of the car and just stares off into the horizon, and then immediately they all get excited. They jump and do a big high five. They're like, "Yeah!" And then immediately we get "Simple Minds." Don't you forget about me? An in real life song, and. We actually get some uh, subtitles or captions on the screen. And this is the first time we've gotten titles on screen. And plus, this kind of acts like an epilogue, this next sequence. Um, So we get this yellow text saying, Benson and the guys got the fuzzy dice after the FBI retrieved the uncut diamonds from them. The whereabouts of the Capicola gang are currently unknown. Though there have been sightings reported all across the lower 48. And then we get like this like uh, search warrant team um, out on the sea holding a bunch of flashlights trying to look for Dom. And then uh, this one guy holds his flashlight in the sea. And then you could see like a little eyeball come out of the sea. And let me tell you, when I was a kid, that kind of creeped me out. Mm -hmm. Because like just imagine you're out at sea and an eyeball just like looks right at you. That's creepy as hell. 
Um, oh wait, and by by the way, speaking of water, that gunfight sequence was pretty cool and everything, but they could have just sprayed them with a the fire hose to beat them, you know? <laughs> that is true. They could have done that. Yeah. Um, again with the montage, Diego Montez from the Fun Fun Zone, he ended up quitting his job three and a half weeks later, and then he went on to become a multi-millionaire after he patented his ergonomic reaching hook, the one that I was talking about earlier. Pops received the fuzzy dice for his birthday and loved them. So did Muscle Man. A little too much. And then we get this like shot of Muscle Man with the shirt off. And instead of swinging around the shirt, he's swinging around the dice. And Mordecai and Rigby are just like face palming in the background. Um, that, that little sequence was pretty cool because it was like a photo montage. And um, this song was a perfect fit to play as it's known to like play during endings. And we cut to black, thus ending the episode. Wow. Wow. You know, I, I might even order some Pasquale's pizza and wings because, you know, it's time for lunchtime. Lunchtime! It's lunchtime! Alright, so we got some trivia for Fuzzy Dice. I got a burp, wait. It's not coming out. Wait. Oh, there nice. we go. <clears throat> I had to hit my chest. Shut it. All right. Shut. Not only are the fuzzy dice overpriced, but it would be impossible for Benton to carry one million tickets to the prize counter. One million tickets are too heavy for a person to carry, even if they are made of paper, unless they had some sort of vehicle to aid them. Episode connections. The Capicola gang would return in a future episode, and if you haven't seen the show before... I'm not going to tell you which one it is. It'll be a surprise. Pop culture references. During the montage at the end, the song Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds plays from 1985. Iconic song. Yes, I love it so much. The Fun Fun Zone, like we mentioned, is a clear parody of Chuck E. Cheese. And the villainous animatronics could either be a reference to Chuck the Chuck E. Cheese characters and predating the animatronics in the Five Nights at Freddy's series by around two years. Dang. This, this episode also contains a dual reference to the actor Al Pacino. Uh, this may be because the Capicola's leader Dom might be based on Vito Corleone from The Godfather, and Diego Montes might be based on Tony Montana from Scarface. Both of the the movies had Al Pacino as the main character. And that kind of makes sense. I can see that. Mm -hmm. uh, goofs. So there's a possible contradiction where Mordecai is play is seen playing skis balls during the montage by himself, uh, despite the game requiring several players to win. Uh, this was off of the fan wiki, and I have a counterclaim. So skis balls is meant to be a single-player game, but the park only teamed up for the final game as a last resort. Mm -hmm. So, um, another goof, Benson states that they're only 20,000 tickets short of a million tickets, but when they play skis balls, they play until they hit a million tickets. Um, another counterclaim to this, they probably just gave it their all to ensure that they would win the 20k, hence them laying around waiting for the tickets to dispense after. Yeah. So, 
Especially if they had a single token left, I'd give it my all too. I was gonna say this, like if Skis Balls was the was the game that gives out the most tickets, there's four machines. Why didn't they all just play Skis Balls? Um, maybe because they does each ticket like or does each machine take a token? Because they only had that one. Well, I would assume it does. Maybe I don't know. Um, and alternate versions. So in the UK. Uh, the scene where Benson mentions when the balls drop, that entire sequence was cut. God damn it. <laughs> so, <laughs> obviously. Uh, take us through lunchtime. So, in the season 3, episode 37, Fuzzy Dice, who do you think the protagonist of the episode was? <sighs> I said that it was the park gang. I said it was a park gang as well. There wasn't a single person that was the protagonist. It was all of them. Mm-hmm. So, who was the antagonist of this episode, then? I would say that it was the Capicola gang, and primarily Dom. I agree. It's 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 Freddy, Chica, and Bonnie. Yeah, true. Were there any O's or Hums said in this episode? <sighs> Despite how great of an episode this was, there were zero of either. You know what? Yeah, th- I'm, not, I'm not surprised, but at the same time, like, it would have been... F- Nice to hear at least an O at the end. Yeah. Uh, were there any adult jokes that you caught? Um, when the balls drop, that yeah. was a blatant adult joke. That was funny. I like that. Uh, were there any iconic regular show moments? Uh, Rigby's little sequence going, lol, 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 lol. I'd say that um, one. And uh, what were you going to say? I said that. There was also the scene where they were told that they had to win tickets. And I, I, I mentioned those because they were both used as promos. Oh, yeah. And I also threw in the gunfight sequence as well as the epilogue. Yeah, you know what? I agree. I thought you weren't going to include the gunfight one. So that's that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Hmm. Um, there, There's like four iconic moments for one episode. I think that's the most I've ever given. Yes. I, honestly, I think so, too. Most only just had, like, at least one. Yeah. So, were there any uh, licensed music in this episode? There was Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds 1985. Did that play during our prom? Um, Maybe at the end, I don't know. I don't remember. It sounds like it would. Yeah. So, on a scale of 1 to 5, how would you rate this episode based on memorability? Oh, I would give us a five, maybe even a six. I, you know what? I'd say it's a, I'd say it's about a six, maybe even a five, five point five. But it's way yeah. over a five for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, would you say this is a skip or a must-watch episode? This is a must-watch episode, not only for epicness, but uh, like we said, the Capicola gang will return post credits. I also said it's a must-watch episode. <laughs> But only because, like, I think this is the first time we've actually seen actual guns being used in regular show before. Right, yeah. So then would you say this is a good or a bad episode? Oh, man, I said that this was a good episode. I also said this was a really good episode. Oh, yes. 
All right. So in the end for regular show, uh, no new O's or hmms. So we are still at 103 O's and 65 hmms in total. Um, and we are rounding off the season. We only have two more episodes left. That is insane. If you want to listen to all of those episodes, be sure to give us a five-star ratings on iTunes and Spotify. And also follow us on the podcast platform in which you are listening. You could also subscribe to our YouTube sh- uh, group YouTube channel, which is the Schwam Squad on YouTube. And follow us on Twitter, which is at ExcellentPod. And that way you will know what we are doing when we are not recording. And all of these links will be found in the description below. Do you have anything else, Josh? Uh, there's a reason why animatron- animatronics don't really exist anymore. And it's because of this episode and Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> I would imagine that um, FNAF kind of hurt Chuck E. Cheese's brand. Oh, it definitely did. I would not be surprised. Yeah, well, whoever's in charge of Chuck E. Cheese looks like they need to get back to work or they're fired. Oh, that was pretty good. <laughs>